everyone and welcome to the sixth episode of the second series of What We're Watching, the podcast about all things television. Now you're in for a treat this episode because I was joined by Callie Cook for a chat and she told me all about her role in brand new BBC comedy Peacock, starring alongside one of her acting heroes Maxine Peake in Rules of the Game and lots more. So enjoy. So I'd just like to start off by saying that I have watched Peacock and I absolutely love the series. Yeah, it was great. And it's obviously a brand new comedy. So would you mind um, telling my listeners just a little bit about the show and also about your character? Yeah, um, Peacock is um, a show created by the the genius behind um, People Just Do Nothing. So it's those guys and it's all about a guy called Andy Peacock, this lovable idiot who goes on a bit of a journey um it's about toxic masculinity it's about dating in your 30s instagram it sort of yeah checks a lot of boxes about sort of looking back at how we are today in society and sort of taking the piss out of how awful we are i guess is the way to describe it i play um andy's girlfriend um well sort of girlfriend um but there's the whole point of, of of my character's relationship in the show is that she's not really interested and it's more of a, a hookup situation. Um, and I think, I guess that's what attracted me to it because, you know, very surprisingly so, we've got this woman who's not asked about this man and he's on the back foot and she's not chasing him. And I guess, you know, especially being a young woman in the industry, I've never played a role where it's been that way around um so it was really nice to do and it it was really nice to have you know work with those guys that was a massive draw I mean I've been attached to it for a long time like we made the first pilot of Peacock I think well I think like four years ago so I think like it was one of my first like just left drama school auditions yeah um, so it was one of my first graduate jobs and we made this pilot and it was a different channel and a, some of a different cast and yeah we did that and then I was like oh I love these guys though so Steve Stamp who's the writer uh, who's also in the show he's just the best human and um, and then it took us yeah four like four years to make the show and then we made another pilot and then yeah we finally got a series so it was a bit of it, it ended up as a project just you know messing about with your mates which yeah. was really nice yeah. yeah yeah I was gonna ask actually like what was it like to film because you've got such a great cast of comedy actors there so I'm yeah. imagining it was it was a laugh behind the scenes as well oh, it, it really was like there were days where I was like how are we getting paid for this because <laughs> it doesn't feel right like they are I mean those guys anyway they've not come from the most sort of um traditional way into acting yeah. so they are you know they are just like hilarious idiots and yeah. I love the bits and they they make a whole set that's just if you know if everyone's happy then we make good stuff I think is how it works I mean it was more improv than I've ever done so Sipa who plays Andy Peacock he is hilarious with his lines he'll be the first one to say it like if he's learned his lines then we're in luck but yeah. it might not happen so <laughs> you sort of just have to go with it and I I absolutely loved it and I think um I've been lucky the last like couple of years to do quite a lot of jobs and it's helped me to learn what what a good job is I guess yeah. and and that was definitely it you know that was every day was just 
heaven. Yeah, and I was going to ask as well, like, are we to expect a few more episodes of Peacock? Because obviously it's a three-part series, but it feels like when I watched it, there was so much potential for more. Yeah, it was, it's weird. So I think originally it was six, and then it became four, and then it became three eps. But by that point, I think we just wanted to make the show. Like, we'd been, it it took us, obviously, all those years to get it made anyway. Um, I think definitely, I think they're already figuring out where it can go. I think it felt like it was like the pilot, the whole three eps were just the pilot. So I think, I think we'll definitely make some more. I mean, I would love to. I think they would all love to. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. And you must have been very busy recently because obviously you've also starred in Cheetahs, which was really popular. Yeah. Cheetahs was like my baby. I honestly, it's like the most special job to me. I think so. We actually shot Cheetahs uh, in 2020. Okay. um, But we got shut down. We had like a seven month COVID shutdown. Mm during production um and that delayed things and then we eventually picked it back up and yeah I guess <clears throat> I guess it's so special to me because it was my first ever like lead role in something um and also like I was playing myself like it, honestly and it was 10 minutes from where I live like we filmed it all in Peckham so it was yeah. just like it was the dreamiest job again couldn't believe I got paid to do it um <laughs> So I just loved it. And the four of us got on so well. Like Josh Maguire plays my partner, is like one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, and it was just, honestly, it was a dream. Like I, 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 the writing was so good. It was so relatable to people our age. And like, you know, there was never a day where I was like, this doesn't feel right. It just, yeah. it, it was just, yeah, it was a total, total dream. And obviously, like, the series ended on quite a cliffhanger because Josh's relationships with Fola and your character Esther were kind of, like, just wrecked at the end. And also, obviously, it's received fab reviews, which any channel would want to recommission that if they're going to get the viewers in. So do you know whether there have been any discussions about another series or do you all want it to happen? We definitely all want it to happen. These things take time, I think. You know, um, funny enough, actually, you interviewed one of my friends, Gabby, um, Gabby Creedy, one of my really good friends. And like their show, even though it won BAFTAs and was critically acclaimed, took months to recommission. So I think, you know, sometimes that it can just take a long time. And obviously things are very different at the minute because of all the shows that were made in the lockdown and were due to be made. We would love to go again. We've had very positive vibes and I know that they are like writing it. Yeah. Um, which is always a good sign. And there's some really fun ideas of where it's going to go. Um, but I would love, I know, I know all four of us would absolutely love to go again. Yeah. But, you know, we can't ask for much more. We made a show that we all loved, that people loved. And, you know, you've got, I guess, just sort of take each victory and, and celebrate the little things and then see what yeah. happens. I'm, I'm, I'm manifesting it. The, yeah. The, so yeah. would I as well, because I did love Thank the you. We need all the, we need it. We need all the manifestation we can get. <laughs> And of course, you worked with Susan Wakoma. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her surname. Yeah, no, you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. You were also both in Peacock and Rules of the Game. It's actually a joke. It's actually you guys just come as a package? Are you just like Ant and Dex? Honestly, the whole thing, the whole thing is a fluke. Like, (laughs) so obviously, Cheetahs was the first thing we didn't, we never met. I knew of her because you know she's she's a pro. Yeah. Um, and we. 
for cheaters to be honest we only had a handful of scenes together so we were never massively on set together at the same time but still like cheaters happened and we were obviously a little foursome and then about a couple of months later I phoned her no I texted her and I was like oh I'm I'm being recalled for a show called rules of the game I'm meeting the director I know you're friends with her put a good like put a good word in yeah Susie, Susie also just knows everyone like she's yeah. the key to the industry and um I texted her like I'll oh, put put a good word in for your mate and she called me and she was like I'm in it and I was like oh so she because she's friends with the director of rules of the yeah. game so she did rules of the game uh, again we very we had very few scenes together I actually don't think we had a single scene together we had one day on set together but that was all like banter, banter about how, you know, we've done two jobs now. Yeah. Then, um, then I went off and did something else and we had a, we had a break from each other. And then, <laughs> um, and then Peacock, we actually had um, another actress originally played Susan's role in Peacock. But a day before shooting, a couple of days before shooting, she got COVID. Um, so we were all up in Liverpool and, and obviously I wasn't part of the conversations of recasting. Like I have, I have no power in yeah. these conversations. Um, but literally I got told the night before that the previous actress couldn't do it and then about two days later they said that they'd offered it to Susan Wacoma and I was like (laughs) shut up this is getting ridiculous so we've done these three shows together had very few scenes but it does look like we come I mean I'd happily come as a package because (laughs) she's amazing so that would be great for me if she can just take me with her and obviously, I, I mentioned Rules of the Game there, and it was a brilliant series. I love that as well. It's that, I sound like a bright stalker now, just saying I love everything you've been in. Oh, it's nice. I have, it's nice. I have just watched them all, and I do. I have loved every single one. Oh, good. And it was a great series, obviously, and it tackled a really serious issue in the series of mm-hmm. like exploitation in the workplace. And your character, Tess, was obviously a victim of the abuse by her bosses. And... I just wanted to ask you, like, how did you feel initially when you read the script? And what was it like for you to have such an important role in the show? And, like, tell tell this story that so many women like Tess have experienced? Yeah, Rules of the Game was actually an amazing job. It sort of came out of nowhere. It sort of happened. It happened during, sort of, during lockdown. So I was up in Manchester and I couldn't leave. So I was there the whole time. Um, so I had a lot of time to work on it and I had a lot of time to think about it. Um, I don't think I really realised the magnitude of it until maybe afterwards, which I think is a good thing because yeah. I didn't get too, I didn't get too, you know, yeah. worn down by, by it all. But um, Tess was actually loosely based on a real person. Okay. Um, so there was someone who worked for Vice, the company, and she sort of became a bit of a whistleblower and she spoke up about being sexually abused in the workplace and from when she was 16 and then nothing happened and then she eventually sold told her story but um I don't think she was like particularly based on this woman because sadly there are a lot of women um that it could be based on but um it was an amazing experience there was a lot to read um there was a there was there was probably a lot of pressure I remember some of the actors on set always being like god you're your part's pretty heavy and I was like oh I don't really I don't know I didn't really feel it at the time yeah um but I actually really love that job I mean some of the cast that I worked with on that job were just unreal like Maxine Peake was always always on my list of like people I'd love to work with um yeah. 
I actually told, I think I told her when I first met her, I queued up to get her signature at the stage door once when I was a drama school student. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, and then I was, and then here I am, you know, like doing scenes from her and she was so generous and like, you know, there was, there was a lot of scenes. I was worried with Tess, I guess. I was worried it was going to be one note because yeah. a lot of crying. There was a lot of high emotion. Yeah. And there was a lot of anger and I didn't want it to be, you know, just, yeah, all, all one note, but she really helped me with that. And, um, for something that was quite a heavy job, it was a really amazing experience. And I actually had loads of fun on set and the crew were amazing. And yeah, it was, I, I'm so lucky to have done what I've done this year. It's been really mad. Yeah. Yeah. And I read that it was kind of like inspired by the Me Too movement. And it must have been a quite important topic to you, not just as a woman, but obviously as an actress in the media industry. Yeah. So like, was there anything, I don't know, either that you'd read or that you'd seen in real life that you drew on to give such a real performance or like is there anything yeah. you did to prepare yourself well I read this this article from the the old uh, employee advice is public yeah. so I read she actually did quite a lot of videos which was really helpful um she did a few like like video interviews and written interviews so I read all of her stuff and then I, I actually tried to focus more on the so Tess really is an alcoholic um because of her trauma yeah. So I started trying to just read and sort of hone in on on on, on more that like functioning yeah. alcoholics because I didn't want to play someone, you know, the TV alcoholic swigging vodka at her desk and stuff. That's not real. I wanted to play someone who's fully functioning, and you know, she gets up every day and she goes to work and 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 sort of dealing with trauma, but in a very yeah functional sort of way. Um, but I think I think thankfully. Um, the schedule really helped me. I did most of my scenes in order so I could follow sort of her where she was. Yeah. And um, the director, our director, Jen Sheridan, she was absolutely amazing. But yeah, I mean, it was a really, really, really good experience. And I would love to do something that sort of way again, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a fab show. And obviously you mentioned there about working with Maxine Peake and mm. there was like, a fab cast Alison Steadman yeah. Ralphie oh. Cacra and obviously yeah. Maxine Peake who you mentioned so what was it like to work with these amazing actresses and yeah. what was the thing that sticks out in your mind the most about working on the show or like your best memory um oh it was amazing I mean to be honest like I'm st like I'm still not over the fact that I work as an actor <laughs> like it, it's mad like I'm from a really small village like this doesn't I you know I don't know any other actors from like home and stuff yeah um so even going on like going into a read or going first day on set and seeing yeah. the pictures in the truck you're like holy shit like my face <laughs> was next to Alison Stedman's on the truck yeah. and I was like this is mad um and everyone was so nice um and you always worry because you you know you look up to these people and you don't want them to be an arsehole yeah um but thankfully rules of the game they all they all delivered I mean um Maxine was just like I said yeah just so helpful and generous with her wisdom but not in a patronizing way like yeah I probably my best memory there was a day um I don't know if I've touched on it there was a day when I was really struggling because the stage directions was like Tess is sobbing and I was like she's always crying like I don't <laughs> want people to get bored of me crying yeah I said and it was just me and Maxine and they were like setting up their shot and I said to her like oh, I'm feeling a bit I don't know if it feels right to just be crying during this scene and then she told me like a little gem of information basically she told me when she was at drama school when she was at RADA she was doing like a Shakespeare monologue or whatever 
And um, she did the speech and it was about this daughter and her dad had died. She was floods of tears and doing all the emotion. And then her director just went, why are you crying? And she was like, oh, because, you know, her dad's died and it's sad, blah, blah, blah. And he went, that is not, that is you, Maxine, the actor, feeling sympathy for the character. The character does not feel sympathy for herself in this moment. So then she went to me, so Tess doesn't feel sympathy. So that's maybe the writer has put, has felt sympathy for Tess, not 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 Tess. And I was like, oh my God, light bulb. And yeah. I was like, of course I don't need to cry. If I it, that's me, Callie, feeling sympathy. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, that was a long-winded way of explaining. No, that's but, all right. It makes sense. But yeah, if it makes sense, right? Yeah. And it just sort of it was things like that. And to her, that was just so off the cuff and like, you know, probably yeah. doesn't even remember it. And I'm just here like just changed wow. my whole life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she was amazing. And they were all like that. And it was, yeah, I mean. I don't see how people could work not under that sort of way of generosity and kindness. And yeah, yeah, it it was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously like you've been very busy, we've had a lot to talk about. So can I ask like what your plans are now coming up, obviously hoping that Peacock and Cheetahs get like both get series, but are you currently auditioning a lot or have you got something new in the pipeline? Yeah, I mean, I, I am, to be honest, in that awkward phase if I've got a few shows waiting to be recommissioned. So yeah. it's like I'm, I'm technically owned by these shows a little bit. Um, but I have just finished a Disney Plus series called Wedding Season, oh, cool. um, which is coming out this summer, which yeah. I think you're, it's really fun. I mean, it's 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 batshit crazy. It's like yeah. a bit all over the place. Um, but it's really, really fun. And um, we are potentially going again on that one as well so I'm sort of in this phase of like yeah but yeah I mean audition it, it's really nice there's definitely a shift once you've been on telly a little bit so your auditions definitely changed because people have seen you hmm. so you don't always need to audition as much because people c- can watch that and then go you know, I want her yeah connect it but I mean I'm still very much people I think people think once you're in some stuff overnight you get job offers yeah. I'm still very much available <laughs> So, yeah, just sort of working out. I want to keep doing the year that I just had, you know. Yeah. So, like, Cheetahs and Peacock, obviously, I absolutely adored them. But it was also lovely getting to do Rules of the Game. Yeah. But I want to keep, yeah, I'd love to keep going with that sort of momentum and that sort of variety of work. So, yeah, yeah. fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed, yes. And now I usually end my episode by asking my guests, so yourself, for their own TV recommendations. So I have okay. this thing called TV Heaven and TV Hell, which is does what it says on the tin. Mm-hmm. So if you've got something that could enter my TV Heaven, so just something that you've really enjoyed watching recently or you can't stop like binging, I don't know. Okay, okay. can I pick two? Yes. Um, so the first one is, have you watched a show called Dave? No. It's on, okay, it. yes but yeah people don't really know of it and I got told to watch it for ages and I never did um but it's changed my life it's a show called Dave it's on BBC iPlayer it's an American show okay. and it's all about um a rapper called Little Dicky who's a real rapper um but it is amazing okay. like it's just it's one of those shows that will make you laugh and make you cry in the same scene and like yeah. you know an underdog that you're rooting for it is I got recommended actually by the corrupt fm boys they were all like you got to watch oh, the show okay. and yeah. then I did and honestly it's my favorite show okay so there's that and then also my second 
choice would have to be the US office because I watch it every day. Oh, okay. I love the US office, yeah. I watch it every day. I think I've got a problem. Like, I I, I would say I watch at least three eps a day. That's fine. That's totally normal. Yeah, I just watch it on loop. Yeah, Yeah. okay, fine. Yeah, no. Um, Yeah, that'll be my two. My favourite episode is probably Threat Level Midnight when they watch Michael Scott's film. Oh, my God. Yeah, or... The one where they've got the CPR dummy and they have yes. like a fire drill as well. I watched that yesterday where Stanley has the heart attack. So I love good. it. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch it today now. You so stop good. me from getting any work done this afternoon. I'm just gonna have to watch it. I the just have it on as like background noise, but then it's not background noise because I watch the whole yes. thing. That's what I do. I, I sit down and I'm like, right, and I put yeah. something on in the background because I just can't sit in silence. And I end up just like watching yeah. the whole time. No work done whatsoever. My sister actually, this is a true story. About four weeks ago, my sister gave birth to the US, US office. What do you mean? <laughs> she was having a home birth and the midwife was like, just put something that's going to relax you on oh, in the background. And for some bad reason, they went for the US office. So as soon as my niece is old enough, I'm going to be like, this, you came out to this. Oh, that's quite legendary. She's already had a good start. It's in either life. legendary or really gross. I can't work out. <laughs> I think older, it will be legendary. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And now, obviously, a TV house. Are we well, off track there? Yeah. Start talking about the office. But Sorry, yeah, have you got anything that you just really haven't enjoyed or you just can't quite get into? Um. Okay, this is a this is probably contradictory because I hate it so much, but love it also okay married at first sight australia i can't i can't (laughs) stop watching it it's so bad and the episodes are so long it takes up so much of my life (laughs) but i'm in it now yeah i can't in these marriages but i hate yeah i hate it i hate everything about it that's a good choice yeah it's surprising the amount of people that i ask that question to and for reality it's always reality that comes up reality tv because we're so aware it's trash yeah i love trash i especially some some jobs you're on you just need when i was actually not not saying it's trash when i was doing rules of the game i couldn't stop watching coronation street I just get home every night and I was like, I need to switch off. So I was just watching like on repeat old episodes of Coronation Street. Maxine was in Coronation Street, wasn't she? Uh, was, was she? she? I don't know. She is the face of the normal. I feel yeah, like everyone's done it previously. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Thank you all so much for joining me for this episode. Remember, you can still check out the previous episodes of what we're watching over on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. So go and check out any old episodes that you haven't seen. And remember that Peacock is now available on BBC iPlayer and you'll want to go check that out because it's absolutely hilarious.